Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Hey, hey. Good to see you. Hello, hello. Heather, we're in a different room. Heather, you're, you're going to have to explain this different room. Yeah. No, this is, this is my bedroom. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Did, did you get kicked out of Fletcher and Archer's? Uh, just for today. Don't worry, I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> That that aqua blue paint has become a fixture in my life, and uh, but but this is very tasteful. I like it. It's very cool. This is, this is fun. Thank you all so much for being here, Zach. Thanks for bringing the backyard. Quick invite: Sunday, four o'clock. We have Power Ninety. You can do it here, as in here, and you can do it here, as in in the studio. Um, both are great options. And uh, perk of doing it on Zoom, you can leave anytime you want or show up anytime you want. Uh, and it does have a nice floor section at the end. So if you wanna like zoom in about five o'clock on Sunday, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that if you were to like get here at like five, you might just have like this really nice, like unwind style class, uh, you know, if, if that's your jam, like not jam, but like the opposite of jam, uh, that's on Sunday, so, all right. That work email taken care of? Is it done? Can we call the, can we just wrap up this week at this point? Like, yes. Let's go right to it. Hips on a block. Go ahead and lie down. If that is not your preferred way to uh, just decompress, something on your back, something reclined. If you prefer a reclined uh, chest opener, perhaps, right? Good options. So you either, like put your feet up and relax or just lie down and relax. But, Take that moment to make the break with the day. I was speaking with a former colleague of mine and he's, uh, he's lapsed in his yoga practice. This is a colleague that I had back in the, the lobbying days and uh, we were the weirdos who did yoga and he was like, man, I've got all this white noise that goes on in my life now. I could probably use a yoga class. And I was like, yeah, that, that, could, be, that could be true. And it's this kind of special thing that we have, this, this tool, this resource of stopping things for an hour or half an hour or however long we're getting on the mat to clear that static and get back to what's important. We say it all the time, the breath is the most essential thing. And that's true, and that, that's for sure. But there are other essential things, other essential parts of you. That sometimes the white noise of the day takes over the space that those essential things really deserve. Well, as you're here in this light inversion, we turn things upside down. 
turn the day upside down and shake out the stuff that's non-essential. Because the stuff that is, is really good. Take one more breath here. Once you're ready, let your knees bend, bring the soles of your feet to the floor, press your feet down into the mat and lift your hips up. Slide the block out of the way. And actually keep it nearby, uh, just, just, just because. We'll bring knees into chest and give them a good hug. You may feel like you're evening out the low back. You're giving the low back its length equally on right and left side. Tailbone might lift, sacrum might lift. And then you'll release and get the sacrum flat to the floor again. When it's there, take one knee in each hand and circle the leg bones around. You want to let go with the hands. I guarantee you, your legs are going to stay attached. Make bigger circles, though, and that might be inviting. But get some more mobility there, so do. And bring that back into center. Once again, hug the knees in and just look for evenness. Feet on one line, shin bones in line, the low back. It may not actually feel even because we tend to shift to one side throughout the day. Just breathe into what you find. We'll release the soles of the feet to the mat. Walk feet apart to the edges of the mat. Let knees fall side to side. And knees over to the right, we'll just stay. You can reach your arms back behind you. If you'd like, take the right foot to the outside of the left thigh. A little press there. Breath in. Breath out. Unwind that, come back to center, bring the soles of the feet to the floor about hip distance apart. You can take your hands to your quadriceps, and as if you're lifting the quadriceps away from your hips, press up. Let your tailbone, your sacrum lift. Just a little decompression there, and then setting the sacrum back down. Yeah. Bend your left knee in and catch your left ankle, however you need to do that. We're gonna roll onto the right side as if you were gonna you know, roll out of bed. Right arm underneath your head. Hold the left ankle and press the hips toward the sidewall. For a lot of this is us, this is gonna be enough of a quadricep and hip flexor endeavor. If you're feeling like you, you got a good stretch response here, stay. If you'd like to roll onto your back with the foot underneath you, and press the shin bone down toward the floor. Yeah, half 
Brookline hero, go for it. If that's not for you, no big deal. You do have to kind of like tuck your foot in whatever way makes sense to your foot. But the pressure of the shin bone down toward the floor, if you really enjoy a quadricep stretch, well, if you really enjoy a quadricep stretch, we should probably talk. But if your quadriceps could use this deep stretch, do that. One more breath where you are, smooth things out. And if you've rolled onto your back, you're just gonna go out the way you came, roll to the side, and we'll make our way back to center. Pausing again at center, hands to the thighs, feel the two legs from inside out. Again, you're gonna just lift the quadriceps away from the hips, lift the tailbone, lift the sacrum, and keep pressing the quadriceps away as you release the hips down. So you give yourself a little manual adjustment there with uh, the length of the hip flexors. And we'll walk the feet out to edges of the mat, knee side to side again, and the uh, windshield wipers. And taking these over to the left, breath in, you can reach the arms back behind you. Long, slow breath out. Like you cross the left foot over the right thigh. Breathe there. One more breath in. Empty out, mouth open, jaw slacking. Slow unwind back to center. Feet plant, hands to thighs, and we'll lift the quadriceps, lift the sacrum off the floor. So you ease everything back down. You continue to press the quadriceps muscles up. And for, for a lot of us, it'll be a nice little decompression in the hip flexors. Then bend the right knee in, catch the ankle. Roll onto your left side, left arm under the head like a pillow. Hold the heel toward your sitting bone, press your hips toward the sidewall. And if uh, this pose really agrees with you and is, is not too intense, roll onto the back. Right foot tucks underneath you, just get creative with the ankle there, just like no ankle strain. And press your shin bone, right shin bone down toward the floor. The left foot be like bridge. It's just got this good sense of anchor on the floor there. Long, slow breath in. Long, slow breath out. If you're on your back, press the shin bone down. This is like the only time that gravity isn't the strongest force. Like for most of us, the, the hip flexors are, they beat gravity every time. If you're on your back, unwind over your arm to your side. Then we'll all make it back to center. Last time for this, hands on your legs. Press the thighs away from the hips, lift the hips, 
but you can sit down with the sacrum level and right leg up and catch behind the hamstring or the calf little point flex of the foot circles clockwise counterclockwise and we'll flex the foot press up through the heel let your leg straighten to whatever degree it will if it's not quite going straight with this angle let it float a little away from you you can get the back of the knee to open up to give it some space and then keep the reach through the heel. Also, point your foot. You can do both things. You can press the heel bone up. You can press the ball, the big toe up. You create essentially what uh, might be called a Barbie foot if you were a young girl in the 60s, 70s, or 80s. I don't know if Barbie's still around. But she definitely had these feet. Here's a terrible word that people use. It's a combination of flexing and pointing, and I just won't use it. So uh, I just don't particularly like the word. You could call it that if you want. We're going to bend the knee, bring right foot over the left thigh, and then left leg in. It's going to hold the right leg in for an active range of motion. If you prefer, you reach through, you hold the leg. One more option to do with your hands. Well, one thing could just be rest your hands. But third option, hold your right heel with the left hand and hold outside the right thigh with your right hand. And you're going to press the thigh into the hand, hand into the thigh, press the heel into the hand, hand into the heel, and make this a super active endeavor. Another option, keep doing that but also curl up. Another option, keep doing that, but also extend the left leg. Another option, stay there with the left leg extended, curl up even further and wrap the arms around the leg for cradle the baby. Another option, spontaneously combust and end up somewhere else on the planet. I don't know, then pull through that black hole they just found or really breath in. And breath out, slowly undo all of this, whatever you're up to. And hug your knees in towards your chest. Pause into those two legs. Then you'll extend your left leg up, right foot to the floor. And you can catch behind the hamstring or the calf. Work the ankle. Flex and point. Roll the foot around. And flex the foot, press up through the heel, and let that elongate the back of the leg. If knee doesn't want to straighten, try letting the leg float a little away from you. See if that allows space for the back of the knee. Keep the heel reaching, so we keep the extension in the back of the leg, then also point the toes. So this flexing and pointing at the same time is a technique that we use in yoga for things where like one leg is floating off the floor uh, for things like like a handstand um, or handstand prep i should say if one leg is two legs up in handstand <laughs> would be the, the actual handstand um, but other poses where the leg is lifted this can be a nice way to engage both the front and back of the leg so it's one of those things we use and we flex the foot so much 
in most postures that allow uh, pointing the foot to extend at the ankle. Not a bad idea to balance those out. Next, exhale and bend your left left foot to the outside of the right thigh. And then you can stay here with the right leg doing the work. If you prefer, reach the arms through and hold on, give a good hug. Other option, right hand to your right heel, left hand to the outside of the left thigh. And then you press heel into hand, you press thigh into hand, press the hands back into what you got going there. And at the same time, you're getting the, the stretch on the, you know, the, the stretch response in the muscle, you're also activating it. Technical term, end range engagement. Totally optional. Useful, though, in strengthening the body. And maintaining flexibility as, I don't want to say we're getting older, but... Studies are proving more and more that uh, we are actually, but that's happening. Some people would say, if you'd like to curl up, you curl up to that. If you'd like to wrap the arms around, cradle the baby. If you're taking that cradle the baby, it's all about that in-range engagement. So. Once you get the arms crossed or the hands length, the pressing of the leg up into the arms, the pressing of the arms back into the legs, that eventually leads to that spontaneous combustion, I think. Back in. Breathe out, come back down to your mat. Breath in. And breath out. Arms out to the sides with the belly twisting pose. Knees side to side for this one. Make your way back, center line, hugging knees in, rock up and back, make your way to seated, get to seated, cross the right leg in front of the left, fingertips to the floor in front of you, little side to side with the rib cage, so moving from twisting to lateral bending, and uh, this is another perk of being on Zoom, you can just let this get as weird as you want it to get. Go, uh, pretty far to side to side. You can go pretty, pretty deep into this and kind of explore that. Just pretend you're at a Grateful Dead concert or something. It's been a couple hours. Things are starting to get real hazy. Back to center, walk yourself in, 
lean out of it, undo it, take the other side, and then same idea. So the other leg crossed in front, moving side to side, feel a little different. And take it with the fingertips planted or walk the hands around. It starts to look like a improvisational dance class. Wouldn't be sad. I, I would not be sad if we were just doing yoga and improv dance broke out. Make our way back to center. Then up to seated. Sit tall. Shoulder shrugs. Shoulders up to the ears. Slide down. Nice. A couple like that. As you go with that, set your gaze straight ahead at your eye level. And get a sense of what that looks like. Like your view when you're sitting tall in your body and your gaze is up at your eye level. So much of our day involves looking a little down. Not metaphorically, but, but actually. Continue to bring the back of your head back and up and maintain the height of your eye level. So that's one thing that eye level will shift down if our posture does. And knowing where your eye level is when you're sitting up tall, good guide. And when you notice that your vision has shifted downward for bringing yourself back in line, and that was completely metaphorical as well as physical, but it's yoga. What are you going to do? Shoulder blades slide down your back. We're going to take the right ear toward the right shoulder. Just let it go there. However it wants to go there, I'm not going to be specific. And draw the left shoulder down the way. So let that elbow get real heavy. If you like, you can take your head to your hand. Your head to your hand. Your hand to your head. Yeah, it'll be your, your right hand to the head. And then the head presses gently up into the hand. And this is a little yoga weird, but it's Friday, so it's yoga weird. With your fingertips, just pull up. So there's heads pressing up into the hand. Fingertips are pulling like, like they were just kind of pulling the neck muscles up your scalp. So there's no downward pressure here. It's the head moving up into the hand, and then the, the hand's kind of combing the scalp. Give just a little bit of manual adjustment to the side of the neck. And breath in. And breath out, slowly release the work of the hand of the head back to center. Let your head balance. Set again, eye level, sit up tall. Pause and just feel the two sides of the body. And actually, uh, take a breath. If you want to look uh, at the screen, I'll show you what we're doing. It's a, it's a small, subtle difference, but uh, it's a good time for a water break, too. Excellent, excellent move, Kathleen. Uh, when you take the head over to the shoulder, most of us have that. And then it's the same hand that would catch. And then uh, what would be intuitive is to kind of help the head go down this way away from the shoulder. But that generally just, that's gonna compress one side of the, the neck with your, the weight of your arm. So instead, once your hand gets here, 
press the head up into it and that elongates the side of the neck creating more space here and then when you just gently pull the fingertips into the skull i don't know it's like it works for me i hope it works for you but all of the elements of this are going up so that the neck gets long so we'll come back to center have a shoulder shrug that's a lot of talking but uh, i hope it helps one person's neck let the left ear go toward the left shoulder sit up tall so chest high heart high if you'd like the hand of the head thing right you just let the, the general weight of the hand on the head could be nice but again we're not going to push down instead the head's going to lift and then that little calming action of the fingers could feel real nice and just with that pulling on the, the scalp the neck muscles up i guess i hear all day like this i could just do this for a while so i won't belabor the point we'll do one more breath that is and then back to center and let your head rest and feel the difference between two sides shoulder shrug and if, if you missed one side of that because the, the first side was not clear go ahead and, and go back to and do that first side if you want to we'll meet in cat cow so take a little whenever you're ready a little back and forth or perhaps get creative with it side to side. Moving back to center, we're going to bring the forearms down. And same thing, cat cow here. Moving more from the upper back, picturing the shoulder blades rounding with the cat and the spine drawing in the shoulder blades squeezing together with the cow pose. Also known as the look under the couch for the keys pose. spine thought that walk up to fingertips and finger and tent up your hands dome up the hands and same motion the round and arch with your hips so the whole spine is going to move into the cat cow initiate more with the hips moving on the leg bones and let the spine follow And back to neutral to flat back. Walk your hands forward, spread the fingers out, press palms down, downward facing dog. Pause for a moment, get long, slow breath in. A long, slow breath out. Forward and walk forward to ragdoll. 
pause here at center in the pose. Wrap your arms around one another. Let the elbow points get heavy toward the floor. You feel the side body elongate from hip crease to elbow point. Gravity is working on you and doing you some good. So if you can, stay there with it. Okay, drop into that center line. Clear the static. Have a breath in. And a breath out through your mouth. And release your hands to the mat. We'll walk feet together. On an inhale, reach up, mountain pose. As you exhale, bow forward, breathe all the way out. You got time. You got nothing but time to breathe here. Halfway lift, inhale, bring your arms by your sides and do a little locust or airplane wing type action. Then hands to the mat, step back, high or low push up. Heart forward, back of the head up. And breathe in, upward facing dog. Nice. And breathe out, down dog. Now look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up to standing mountain bow, squeeze your legs, lift your heart. Breathe out, fold forward. And breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Low push up, breathe out. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, bring your arms by your sides, reach back, squeeze the shoulder blades in towards center. Plant your hands, step back, low push up, press the floor. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. One more round, breathe in, reach up. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms, bend your fingers. And exhale, bow forward. 
breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Lingering. Breathe out, down dog. Pause here or child's pose. Get a full breath in, like you, you care about the quality of it. And a full breath out, like you care about the quality of that. And you do, of course you do. Sometimes it does take reminding ourselves. Look forward and walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Inhale, halfway lift, arms at sides, squeeze the shoulder blades together, nice heart forward, and then bow forward, breathe all the way out. Get your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose. With an exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. We're going to walk the feet to hip distance. Keep your fingertips on the floor or on blocks. Right leg steps back into a low lunge. Breathe in, straighten your front leg. Even peel your foot up off the floor if that works for you. And then exhale back into the low lunge. Almost touch the back knee down, not quite. And we'll go again with that peeling up of the front foot, and then foot flat, pull into the front foot as you rock forward. One more to lift up. Back into the lunge, you're almost done. This time you're gonna rock back and you're gonna stay. So you flex your front foot as much as yours will. Dig your front heel into the floor. So whether or not you have the foot flexed, press the heel down. Breath in. And breath out. On an inhale, rock forward, low lunge. Exhale, step back to down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog, nice. And down dog, breathe all the way out. On your inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you. Reach through the heel and reach through the ball of the foot, both. Bend the knee, big step forward into a low lunge. This time you're gonna bend the back knee almost to the floor. And when you inhale, Straighten the back leg, tighten it as much as it goes. Again, bend almost to the floor. And then straighten tight. One more time, almost to the floor. Straighten tight. This time, back knee's coming down. You're going to point your back toes straight back like up dog, the top of your foot will be on the floor. And you're gonna press the top of the foot into the mat until your knee becomes light or back knee lifts off the floor completely. 
but it's a lot of a really strong active work in the left hip flexor. I'm a little out of breath, it's so much active work. Is anyone else feeling this active work in the back hip flexor? Because if you're not, um, we could do this a little longer. Is nobody feels it? I'm instructing it badly. I'm instructing it real badly. Tuck your back toes, lift your back knee, and then step up, top of the mat, breathe in, lift halfway. and breathe out, fold forward. You do know that the more vigorously you nod and thumbs up that you're feeling something, the shorter will be in the pose, right? You know, that's the universal signal. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> On your next inhale, Utkatasana. I took that break to come to the screen just because I didn't want to do this Utkatasana and I made my way back to the mat in time to do it. <laughs> Bow forward, breathe all the way out. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, walk your feet hip distance apart. Should be the very different feelings in the two legs right now. Left leg's gonna step back, and then the nice little rocking action of inhale, straighten the front leg, maybe peel the front foot off the floor, and exhale, pull the front foot into the mat, bring the hips down and forward. And press into the front heel. And pull the toes up, or maybe the whole foot up as you drop back, and pull into it. Pull. Breathe out. So the next time as you breathe in, you'll stay. Pause there. And then press your front heel down into the floor. <laughs> Good chance that the sensation just exponentially increases when you do that. And you have the volume up, you can choose how much to press into the floor. Just a little bit to anchor you is good, but a lot to really work the hamstring in the uh, elongated position again is that in range strength that we can build. Breath in. out. Then when you inhale, you rock forward to a low lunge. Plant your hands, step back, down dog, or low push-up. Upward facing dog. And downward facing dog. When you get there, breathe all the way out. Then inhale, left leg up and back behind. And when you exhale, pull the knee in toward the chest. Big step into a low lunge. Hand on the floor or on block. You'll bend and straighten with the back knee. The front leg stays pretty much as it is. Just getting this little pump of the back leg and warming the hip flexor. Then next exhale. Back knee down, point the toes straight back, press the foot into the floor, top of the foot into the mat. So much that you feel the knee get light or even lift. It's a crazy thing where we would do crescent lunge, doing this with the back leg. Does anyone remember the, the crescent moon pose that we have not seen hide nor hair of in years? 
that's because I'm actually doing the yoga with you here and not standing and watching you do yoga. Because I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Well, I, I still think it's probably a good idea, but I'm just old now. I'm just old. Press back foot down. Draw your heart forward. Elongated from the back foot to the center of your chest. And then knee down. Tuck the back toes to then lift it again and press into the front foot to step the back foot up. Breathe in, lift halfway. And bring your arms out like it was airplane or locust. Squeeze shoulder blades to your back. And bow forward, breathe out. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Take eagle, right arm underneath and right leg over top. Hug your shin bones in, lift your chest up. Just realize I say eagle, but very much like I'm from North Carolina where the E part is elongated. I'm sorry for twanging at you guys for all these years. Eagle, eagle. I'll work on it. Lift your elbow points, sit your hips low, breath in, breath out. When inhale, unwind, reach up. And when you exhale, trace your right foot back on the floor behind you. Bring the arms into airplane-like pose. I'm just going to start to tilt your body forward into that airplane. Back leg lifted, point through the foot. So your ball of foot pressing to the back wall, heel to the back wall. Squeeze both legs tightly. Dig your standing heel into the mat. And squeeze shoulder blades together on the back. Breath in. Start to breathe out. Pull your abdominals in. And bring yourself slowly to standing. Hands at heart center, samastiti. There's a lot of sensation going on. Stay with it. Breathe in. Open your mouth. Breathe out. Fan your toes wide. Let your jaw slacken. And then back to steady rhythm of breath. Certainly after that, that's a lot of energy being really channeled into, uh, these are kind of like uh, tuning fork asanas, right? Um, trying to get everything to resonate at once. Slowly let any other stuff echo away. You're back to this resonance with yourself. And then inhale, reach up. Then exhale, left arm underneath, left leg over top. Eagle. Eagle, eagle. <laughs> go home and work on that. I'm going to watch the BBC or something and learn how to say it cor correctly. Correctly. There we go. Breath out, sit your hips low. On an inhale, we're going to unwind and reach up, plant your feet, use this time. Right. Then as you exhale, arms down by your side, the left leg sweeps behind you, 
and then you press into your standing foot and start to tilt the body toward airplane. And the reason we're coming at it from this perspective is kind of simply right, is that you want to look for any degree of tension in your low back or uh, hamstring tendon area. And if you do find that, like stay a little above it. Keep your plane taking off. It's always good to have a plane that's taking off. Or if you get to, uh, to flying straight with no discomfort, totally fine. If you're not sure, err on the side of taking off. Squeeze your back leg tightly, reach through the ball of the foot, reach through the heel, dig the standing heel in. There's plenty of work to do there. And squeeze the shoulder blades together, opening up the front of the body, probably the most important thing we're doing here. And then with an exhale, press into your standing foot, pull your abdominals in, bring yourself into samastiti, pause. Again, it's like we struck the tuning fork with balanced postures. And there's that time where it just slowly comes back to itself. Next inhale, reach up, mountain pose. And exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. You plant your hands, step back high or low position. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Good. Breathe out, down dog. And take your right leg up again for a three-legged dog. Bend the knee, bring knee to right elbow. Big step, low lunge. We're going to reach up to crescent. And then right hand to your right hip. Start to Tilt the body forward to the diagonal, reach with the left arm. We're going to take off into a variation on warrior three, really similar to airplane. We're just going to have the left arm reaching forward. So you get the left side body reaching long, ball, the big toe reaching back, heel reaching back, ring and pinky fingertip reaching forward, heart reaching forward, breath here. And when you breathe out, keep reaching through the arm, but bend the standing knee till the back foot goes down. We'll come back up to crescent and with an exhale hands slowly down to the mat step back high to low push-up upward facing dog down dog breathe out empty then turn your right toes out to the diagonal bend your left knee and send your right hip up and back breath in and breath out Back to center, feet parallel. With an inhale, left leg up and back behind. Bend the knee, knee to left elbow. Big step. When you inhale, coming up for crescent. And the left hand's going to come to the hip. And tilt the body forward at the diagonal. And this uh, warrior three is taking off. So you get that 
sense of the, the airplane taking off. And again, just like an airplane, you're going to err on one side of it, the taking off is where you want to go. Then working your body toward parallel with the floor, as long as that agrees with your standing hamstring and your sacrum. We're keeping the left arm out of it uh, to focus on the length through the right side. Sometimes the, the left shoulder can get a little touchy in this, or the, the shoulder of the standing leg. So right side body length, breathe in. Breathe out, bend the left knee until the right foot touches down. Inhale, arms up. Nice. Crescent, hands to the mat. Look forward, step back. Down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. Here you'll take your left toes to the diagonal. Bend your right knee. Press the left hip up and back. Unwind it. Be parallel. Down dog, if you like a little back bend in your down dog, a little bit of that kind of hammocking of the spine. I'm not going to tell you not to do it, uh, but I'm going to tell you to press your hands down into the mat before you do it. That's what a little bit of spine into the back of the heart. That used to be like a, a huge thing that we try to do. And we found out that like not all of our shoulders love that. So if yours don't, don't. But all of us, when we're doing that in that action down dog, Really strong work through the hands when you do. Breath in. Breath out. Look through the hands. Walk or hop to seated. Grab your block on the way down. If you want to take supported bridge or uh, supported wheel, go for that. If you'd like to take wheel with longer arms and you've got two blocks, place those blocks beside your ears. Place your hands on the blocks. And then... Joke about it, but it's a nice change up, a good amount of space that you get from that. We got one more. Take a breath in. Use the exhale to come slowly down. Take your time. If you don't want to relinquish any of that back bend, and bring hands to center line, knees out to the side, so the body kanasana. Feel your breath move underneath your hands. The rib cage expands. The abdominals expand. Receive breath. So pressing out of breath. Take that on as, as much as you can. Get as much breath out as you can. Receive in slowly. And empty out completely.
Bring knees together and good hug in onto the chest, toward the chest. Right knee stays in, left leg's gonna extend out. Give the right shin bone a good hug in so that you feel the thigh come as close to the body, as close to the rib cage as you can, even drawing it to the outside of the rib cage. Reach the left foot forward. Again, that kind of fall the big toe reach action. And then release a little bit on the right leg. Right knee comes in line with the hip and then you draw it across into a twist. the right arm move out like a wing or a cactus arm. If the right shoulder blade can drop to the mat, do that, make it heavy. If it's not there yet, lift your left shoulder blade, slide the left shoulder blade to the left. So the right can be coaxed down a bit. Just be heavy. The hip moves up and away. Take breath in. Breath out. Breath in. Breath out. One more. Breath in. Empty. Open your mouth. The muscles of the face soften. Undo this, come back to center. And soles of your feet to the floor to help your hips realign. We'll bring left knee in, right leg out. Hug the left knee tightly in, reach the right foot out. So just picture the front of the right leg getting another inch longer. Just, that'd be nice. But the decompression, that the sensation is real. And let the knee float a little away from you so that it's in line with its own hip as you bring it across for the twist. And, and that's important, letting the knee get back in line with the hip so that the low back doesn't round in the twist. Let's have this nice natural curve. And again, check in with the shoulders. If the left shoulder is feeling light, like it won't go down, uh, you don't have to force it, but try lifting the right shoulder blade, sliding it right. In and breath out. Elongate through left side. And out through your mouth. Jaw slacken, face softens. The eyes fall gently closed. On an inhale, just dissolve this, find your way back to center. The hips slide back into the center line. Hug your knees in. Happy baby. Catch your shins, draw the thigh bones out to the sides. Breath here. Let it out through your mouth. Make your way to Shavasana. That was great. 
this time to the body is heavy, pleasantly so to the mat. Bones and muscles release into the earth. And you're held here. As breath goes in, and breath goes out. Wiggling your fingers and toes. Notice you outside. Make your way up to see them. All to spread out, to lift the back of your head, the center of your heart. Time for breath in and breath out. And we draw our hands together at heart center in an acknowledgement of what is essential each of us to ourselves. Thumbs, forehead, center. Acknowledgement of one another and the goodness of practicing together. Thank y'all for being here. Namaste. Good stuff. Thank you so much. See you soon. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.